You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Kristen Sanders. Kristen, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Kristen, we're going to talk about your show at Asia Geisberg Gallery, um, which is running through July 8th. And, uh, and so let's jump right into that. The, the name of the show is Proto-Self, which, which seems clear in one, in one hand. These are a lot of figurative works in here. Um, some of them look like they could be uh, self-portraits. But let's talk about just that title. Why that title? What does that mean, Proto-Self? Yeah, so I'm pulling it actually from a theory of consciousness um, written about by a neuroscientist, Antonio Damasio, and it describes a, a pre-conscious state, kind of foreshadows this like true conscious self to be, um, and he kind of sets it, sets it up uh, in these hierarchical steps with proto-self being this first step. Um, and, and I'm less attached to the, the hierarchy there, but I am interested in, in proto as original and as first and the sense of, of a coming into self and, and the coming into consciousness is something I think a lot about in the work um, and as it parallels things like prehistoric image making or, or tool making and, and things like that. That's so interesting, and and so so let's talk about how that that applies. I mean, because we're talking about, as you say, consciousness, um, really, as it, as it's as it, as it relates to these works. So, um, so when you're doing this series, um, there's there's one called Middle Paleo, um, and this is a really large mm-hmm. work. Um, let's talk about that uh, Middle Paleo. That feels kind of evolutionary, right? Um, but can you tell me a little bit about that? What is, what's happening here? It, it feels like, um, yeah, like something's evolving, yeah. as you said, or consciousness. Yeah, so I, I like to think about, um, as I mentioned, the, like mark making, image making in you know, our, our distant evolutionary past, hundreds of thousands or maybe even a few million years ago, um, and how like that that gesture of making a mark across the surface, whether it's an engraving in stone or on shell, or um, even just like drawing a line in the dirt or sand with a finger, um, how that gesture kind of signifies a, a, an arrival at a sense of self in, in the sort of evolution of consciousness and in, in these hypothetical prehistoric figures. Um, But then I also like to kind of flip that and think about how that process can be paralleled in um, like a hypothetical post-human in artificial intelligence. And so a lot of the figures are are kind of using visual language of this kind of android or or simulated body while also combining prehistoric imagery to, to kind of teeter in, you know, distant future and distant past. So in Middle Paleo, um, it's actually a medical mannequin head that I have, and I've um, been collecting some of these these skins. So a lot of the paintings are, are based off of 
objects and, and figures that I do have in my studio and, and kind of set up as props. But it's a medical mannequin head. Um, and the marks that are running vertically over the face are, are from um, uh, fossilized ochre uh, that had been engraved. Um, and I think that, that's a kind of an earlier piece from, I want to say like 80,000 years ago or something like that. But I've just sort of extracted the marks from it to, to overlay uh, with this mannequin head. You know, the, the idea of a kind of a future, so, I mean, you, you just spoke a little bit there also about a kind of, um, as, as I understood it, a kind of hybrid AI evolution, right? Is that is that part mm -hmm. of what you're, you're thinking about here, which means that we'll be part AI, part human, or somehow upgraded, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's also a, a kind of, um, well, I'm interested in... Um, the importance of a physical body in AI too and, and the body interacting or sort of bouncing back in, in a space, in an environment, in that process of, of developing consciousness and a sense of self. And, and that's why these kinds of marks or other like traces that the body leaves behind feel, feel so like important in that process. Um, but I think that's an interesting yeah. question, too, to think about with AI. Does it require a body to undergo a similar process of, of consciousness? Yeah, and it, and it may not. You know, I mean, I, was, I, I just heard something by Arthur C. Clarke. It wasn't like an old talk on, on Instagram, but it was really interesting. He was saying that, um, that the computers of the time, and, and he was talking in the 80s, he said these computers are... Are, um, the word he used was they're morons. They, they, they know very little, and he said, but they're going to develop enormously fast. He said they're evolving just like we are, only at a much, much faster pace. And he said that, um, that yeah, when they're smarter than us, they're not going to need us. That's, that's not going to be necessary. And he said that's not, um, and he said that means we won't exist anymore. And he said, but that's not depressing. So that is, you know, that's, it's evolution, and we're lucky to be part of it. Um, but that's really kind of a scenario for which this almost seems to, to. I mean, if we look at Morning Tide, that's another painting mm -hmm. where we see kind of like a disembodied figure, right? This almost, mm -hmm. you know. But maybe you're you're doing it in a completely different way. There's also fossils in here. There's a number of references, but this feels like the shell of of what once was almost. Yeah, so more, those are also more um, of those medical mannequin skins that I've collected, so all, all objects that I have, and I, I arrange them in, into that pose, but I, I'm interested in these kinds of fragmented, you know, empty skins, um, because for me, they, they hold a tension of, of how active the figure is, and like you said, with the reference of the fossils too, and, and the beach as the setting um, has become really important also in kind of signifying this, this tension of, you know, has this figure emerged or it, has it washed up as remnants? You know, is it emergent or is it, is it a fossil or a future fossil? Um, so that, that space of the beach too kind of holds that tension in, in time kind of a nonlinear, a kind of ever-flowing 
you know, ebb and flow, past and future, active or remnant. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's so kind of, I mean, uh, about contemplating our situation. In, in another one, uh, abyssal plane, it seems almost like a detail of what we were just talking about, right? That's a little bit mm-hmm. different, but, um, but this, of course, looks like a crushed mask or, or something like that. I mean, they, it really feels like there's a, a narrative here uh, about a, a story almost evolving. I mean, of course, I'm reading that into it, but, um, but yeah, let's talk about this one. This is a smaller work, also acrylic yeah. on canvas like the others. Yeah, so um, the mask in, in Abyssal Plain is uh, a silicone mask that I made um, kind of alongside collecting objects and, and also looking for found imagery online. It, it's been fun to make some of my own objects to reference. Um, but, yeah, the mask, you know, I, I like thinking about it as analogous to the shells the mask is, is, again, this sort of visual language, this signifier of, of a future, um, you know, this hypothetical post-human. But the, the marks that are overlaid on top of that are pulled from um, a fossil shell, which has been really significant um, in, in my work for a number of years. But it, um, I believe it was published back in 2015, um, and it's a, a, a freshwater um, bivalve shell fossil that has these geometric engravings on it. Um, and it's ballpark about 500,000 years old, which um, is huge, I think, because it, it predates um, Homo sapiens, right? It predates humans as a species, so that there is abstract symbolic mark making before us um, kind of really changed. What I had already been thinking about, which is that image making would be older than, than us, older than what we um, before that had in the fossil record. So it's been really exciting. Um, but I, I am interested in, in the mark as, as a sort of mirror or, or as, a, as a kind of self-portraiture. So it does, for me, call back to that, that deep prehistoric ancestor making those marks having this sense of self that is kind of concurrent with doing that um doing that act in the first place and and then um, positioning that again with with the signifier of, of the the future post-human perhaps undergoing a similar process and then you know the shell the empty shells and the empty mass again kind of create that that tension i mentioned earlier of, of how active, um, or is it a future fossil? Yeah, that's that's that's. I like that. I mean, you know, to talk post-human seems, um, on, on one level, dark, and on another, hopeful. You know, I've I've interviewed mm-hmm. artists who are doing projects that are about you know post-Earth colonies, um, after-Earth, you know, life, and um, how do you see the the kind of investigation into all of this? And, and on one hand, post-human, you know, seems sort of sad, you know, kind of like Arthur uh, Clark, Arthur C. Clark was saying, but also um, this is evolution. This is where we're going. I mean, 
Do you see it as something that you're embracing and a part of, or or is it something else? And I was going to talk about in the negative spaces next, and maybe that reaches into that because something else seems to be happening there. But but mm-hmm. let's just start with that question in terms of yeah, post-human. Um, how does that feel to you? How does that sound to you? <laughs> does that sound hopeful, or does that sound dark, or something else? I, yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's definitely not dark. I'm not sure if it's hopeful either. It's maybe, um, like, cautiously on board. I'm I'm interested. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, yeah, there's still, I, I think we're far from a true sense of consciousness with the AI that we currently have and maybe will have in the near future. So I, you know, I mean, I want, I mean, going back to that question of the body, I'm, I'm kind of team body when it comes to AI. I, I, I think there's, um, I don't know, there's, there's something about a, a kind of, I mean, I mentioned this bounce back between self and a physical space in, in kind of conjunction with this evolution of, of consciousness. So like being able to make a mark to kind of alter material around you and see this trace. It's like, you know, the things like fossils are, are like physical remnants of, of a self, of a body. Um, but things like the marks or, or like carving into stone, making stone tools, like, those are are remnants of a mind, but exerted through a physical body. Um, and and Antonio Damasio has written about that too, with um, you know, like consciousness kind of evolving out of a, a sense of um, homeostasis, so being able to detect variations in the body and like the the basis of feelings being really important in consciousness and, and feelings kind of arising out of really basic body feelings of you know hot cold hungry uh, or satiated and and so thinking about an ai um, android you know needing some sense of of vulnerability and being able to detect variations from a homeostasis in order to generate feelings to then lead to consciousness. I, I don't, you know, I, I, yeah, I think team body. Um, and, and then this painting in the negative spaces is kind of about that, that bounce back, like the negative spaces are maybe what's surrounding the body and the environment. And, and maybe the marks or the tool are, are part of that negative space. Well, and in this painting, also, we are seeing, which I think is what you were referring to before, these are, um, it does seem a hybrid form, right? It could be half a mask on it. The upper torso looks like it's, um, you know, I don't know, could be 3D printed, but not part of the actual torso. Is that also what's happening here, that that this is um, a hybrid form or, or no? Yeah, I mean, it is it is a body that's that's wearing um, the, some skin in a way. It's like a, it's the chest plate from um, Morning Tide. It's that same piece that I have. And, and as a as a ref, as a reference for this painting, I actually 
photograph myself wearing that chest skin and I'm holding up that, that same um, mannequin head that is in middle paleo. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it's not so important that it's me, but it is, it's a body that's wearing another skin and holding another face up. And there's, there's one more after that. Um, I mean, there's several more in this, in this show, which, you know, is, is enigmatic in, in so many ways. And, and this is one of the ones that for me, I looked at for a while, it's called earliest interior. Uh, and, and this is um, looks like a close-up of a shell with certain markings on it. Um, 30 by 24, a good size painting, too. Um, I mean, s- smaller compared to some of the others. But this one really feels almost like a glyph, a hieroglyph or something like that. Um, can you tell me about this mm-hmm. earliest interior? Like, this is our, our beginnings or or something, but there's something also monumental looking about this. This is a shell on a landscape that looks like it could be small on a close-up or it could be enormous. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that, that shift in, in scale that happens with it. It's actually a really tiny shell that I collected. Um, I, I, I'm from Southern California. That's where I grew up, and I grew up going to the beach, which is, I think, partly why that, site has become important in the work. Um, but I uh, engraved this shell myself um, using a piece of obsidian that I have. So I wanted to kind of make my own version of that, that fossil shell that I had mentioned earlier, that 500,000-year-old fossil shell with the first, um, I mean, as of now, I believe that's the earliest um, fossil record evidence we have of, of image making. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make my own version, um, so I tried carving this this tiny little shell that I had collected using a piece of obsidian, and it's pretty difficult to really control like where the mark goes, you know, running over the texture of the shell. But um, yeah, I really wanted to just just focus on on that act of, of mark making again, thinking about that as as a sort of mirror or self portrait. It, it's the first. You know, it is this sort of proto-self. It's this first sense of, um, a sense of self that goes a little deeper. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it, that feels monumental. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is relating to, like, the definition of artist today, right? That's, that's your earliest, the artist's earliest ancestor almost. Um, there's, there's one more I'd like to talk about before we go. It's called Strange Presence and this one seems quite different than the than the rest. I mean, it relates to all of them. They, they're all a, a very kind of beautiful and consistent body of work. This one is looking right out at the viewer almost. Um, it's a figure, and in this case, I don't know what I'm looking at it, whether this is part human or not. It is, as, as the title indicates, a strange presence. Is this real? You know, these, these eyebrows look not quite like human eyebrows, um, mm-hmm. eyelashes, mm-hmm. especially. And, and um, so tell me a little bit about this, because there's also those kind of marks on the face there that almost look like the marks on the shell we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those marks and that kind of oval form that intersects with this, this figure is, is um, the sort of like silhouette um, shape of that shell with, just a little bit of the kind of textural details of, of the shell. But yeah, the, this is a, 
based also off of a, a medical mannequin, but um, absolutely that kind of those subtle subtle clues that this is like a, a fabricated body with you know the seam on the neck or you know these these kind of offset eyebrows or these eyelashes that kind of don't really line up with the eyelid um, the eyes even kind of slightly different locations um, and yeah it, it's kind of again positioning like this this fossil shell and this um, like simulation of a human body as similarly uncanny objects is, um, you know, looking into our past and our, you know, a representation of ourselves in a more abstract sense with the geometric marks into, you know, a representation of ourselves in the future where it is really trying to kind of fool us and, and like mimic a human body and a, a human self in, in, in a different kind of way. Um, and uh, this, this yeah, painting yeah. also incorporates. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on, go on. This paint. I was just agreeing. This painting also incorporates. Oh, some collage elements, which I, I know can be maybe a little difficult to see um, in the just the image of it. But some of the more like defined shapes are actually collaged pieces of canvas. So that was something I was doing um more in 2021 and in 2022 so it's not in a lot of the newer works in the show but um this is one painting from them so i was also interested in you know that kind of process of fragmentation feeling analogous in, in material and in the content of the work i like that i, I it's been great talking to you about this i think this show is uh it's challenging in some ways, you know, in many ways, this, you know, facing this future and, and kind of embracing it to some extent is powerful uh, to, to do in, in such unknown territory. I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is off topic, but what are you reading at the moment? Yeah, um, well, I just got back from New York. Um, it was there um, last week. Um, and every time I go, I, I try to visit the Strand bookstore. Uh, it's one of my favorites to go uh, go down into the basement. And I, I like to go into the, the different science sections and just kind of see what I can find. So on this last trip, I found a book called Evolutions by Oren Harmon. And not something I'd heard of. I, I'm not familiar with this author, but um, it is the um, like subtext on the title is 15 myths that explain our world. So um, I'm just cracking this book open. But what I am taking as the format is that um, kind of using uh, different um, evolutionary points throughout history, not just, you know, specifically human evolution, but like, all, you know, the grand timeline of, of life on earth and then writing about them in conjunction with, um, I guess these kind of more human ideas around myths. So I decided to jump ahead to a chapter about the evolution of eyes and, and jealousy. So I'm, I'm kind of just getting started on that. But um, yeah, it's always fun to find a book that does kind of set up unexpected relationships. And I think that's what I was drawn to with this. Yeah, it sounds so interesting. Kristen, I want to thank you for talking with me today, and congratulations on this, this beautiful show. Um, thanks again for your time. No, thank you so much. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. 
This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.